Continuing to follow the situation overseas as a deal to release hostages seized by Hamas appears imminent. It's a developing story. We welcome in Jordana Miller from ABC for the latest. Jordana, we know there have been meetings today. Are those ongoing, continuing? Have things wrapped up? Can you give us the latest on this developing story? It appears we're just hours away from the Israeli government approving a hostage deal uh, release uh, with uh, indirectly with Hamas. Uh, here are some of the details we think are part of this deal, though they haven't officially been announced yet, and there may be some change with the numbers. But at least 50 Israeli women and children will be released, staggered over a four- or five-day period of a ceasefire. Uh, it could begin as early as Thursday, uh, the day after tomorrow, um, there's still a there's a, about a 24-hour waiting period after Israel approves the deal. Uh, during that time of the ceasefire, Israel will also allow in a lot more aid, uh, 300 trucks a day at least, and fuel, which is in desperate need. And Israel will also release women and minors who have been convicted of security-related uh, charges here in Israel release them from prison. Um, probably the the most accurate number we've heard is about 150. So, Jordana, we've heard from Benjamin Netanyahu saying that this does not mean that the war is over by any means. Is there concerns that Hamas might say, okay, look, we'll say something on paper, but we're not going to live up to it because there's still the threat of war after this happens, or do things seem pretty tied up and, and, and locked up in that sense? Well, there's deep distrust between Hamas and Israel. So, you know, well, I think everyone will be watching and waiting to see if Hamas makes good on the deal. Um, and it, it will give Hamas a breather and time to regroup. Um, so we're going to have to see. I don't think anyone can predict if Hamas will actually come through. Nonetheless, you know, everyone's trying to uh, have a leap of faith that they will. Um, you know, I think the fear for Israel is that the international community will say, hey, you know, you did a ceasefire for four days, five days. Let's just end this war because there's so many civilians dying and Gaza's, you know, half of Gaza has been destroyed and it's so hard to get in aid during the war. Um, and so I, I, I think there's, I think there'll be, there might even be some, you know, pressure on Israel, but the prime minister seemed to make it very clear that the war is going to continue after the ceasefire. Well, Jordana, it feels Israel, like, it, it feels like step one in the process, right? I mean, there's over 200 hostages. If 50 are released, that would indicate negotiations are ongoing. Is that fair? Right. Well, Certainly, Israel will, you know, try to negotiate for the release of the others, correct? Um, Hamas may even prefer to hold on to some of those hostages for some kind of leverage later in the war. Um, and there's there's a huge group of them. They're not all held by Hamas. Some are being held by Palestinian Islamic Jihad and other militia. And others are, uh, there's even some held by uh, just gangs that apparently came over the border on October 7th. So, 
you know, this is stage one. There's, you know, this is stage one in the Hamas, in the hostage release. God willing, there will be a stage two and three. Yeah, Jordana, that's a great point that you make, that, that there could be further stages and hopefully will be further stages. Uh, do we know what any conditions are like? Like, I, 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 We haven't seemed to really hear much from any of the hostages that have been released thus far, anything like that. Do you think we'll get a little bit better of an idea of what conditions are, are like? That's a good question. I mean, there was only one Israeli hostage who kind of spoke out about her experience. Um, she was the elderly uh, peace activist, actually, who was kidnapped and then uh, released. And she, you know, she, she said she was beaten uh, by uh, her captors, that she was forced to walk for miles underneath uh, through these, what she described as a spider-like web of tunnels, some leading to like, cavernous areas where she was held with other hostages. Um, she did say that doctors came to see her and some of the other hostages every few days. Um, but, uh, I think, you know, clearly these hostages that come out will have a lot of information for Israel's, you know, war effort. There's no doubt about that. And they're also going to be in need of, you know, psychological help. I mean, I'm, you know, there's tra- they've been through trauma, especially the children. There were some children that were taken, they, you know, they were, their parents were killed in front of them, and then they were taken hostage. So there's going to be a lot of, uh, it's going to be, I'm sure, a lifelong struggle for these for these kids. NBC's Jordana Miller joining us here on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Is it clear where hostages will be will be going once released? I'm guessing it's not a one-size-fits-all. Well, you know, the Israeli hostages, they will be, we believe they'll be accompanied by the Red Cross to the Rafa border crossing, which is the only exit or entry point, you know, to the rest of the world from Gaza. They'll go on to Egyptian soil, and from there, we assume that Israel, you know, the Israel will uh, airlift them to back to Israel um, to to meet their families. That's that's what happened with the the four that have been uh, released, and the one who was found during combat. Jordana, your reporting from Israel has been spectacular. We've had you on several times. Oh, if I can ask you a personal you so question, how are you doing? Sure. Can I ask you that? How are you doing? Yeah, it's been, um, you know, it's it's been, wow, really such a intense experience these last six weeks. A lot of emotion at times. Uh, I, feel, I feel I have some secondary trauma from being so invested in the story and putting so many um, people that have gone through this, you know, the horrible attack on October 7th, you know, on, on ABC in our, in our stories. Um, and just, you know, there's been moments where, you know, felt like I was, you were kind of in a movie, like, wow, you know, sirens are going off. I'm running to my safe room. I'm thinking about, everything I need to get for my uh, quote-unquote war room, uh, you know, 
I mean, for several days there, it, you know, it was a pretty scary situation, wondering if Hezbollah would jump into the fight. And to be honest, that fear hasn't completely gone away. Uh, though I have to say, truly, President Biden, you know, saved so far, saved this region from a, a, a wider conflict. There's just no question about it. Um, the, his visit, uh, the presence of the warships, and the uh, later the you know news that the nuclear submarine was here. I mean, all meant to deter Hezbollah and Iran. Um, you know, and that has pretty much worked so far. Um, and then you know, I have two young children, so you know, dealing with them and their responses to everything has been a challenge. Um, and I know, I just personally, uh, there's a lot of people I know that are involved in this war one way or the other, inside Gaza or in other parts of the war effort. You know, on my block, almost all the men have been called up. Well, I hope you get a chance to connect with that family of yours uh, over Thanksgiving. We can't thank you enough for the time you've given yeah, us really. and the perspective yeah. that you've been able to give our listeners and fans. But uh, Thanks. I think we're all thinking of you, too, because we know it's a challenging oh. assignment, especially this time of year. <laughs> It is. Thank you so much. Jordana Miller from ABC. Thank you so much, Jordana. We'll check in again soon.